0: Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. In this episode, I want to talk about college, university, and kids getting in or not getting in to the school of their choice. It's that time of year where kids are really excited and they've been accepted or they are devastated. So in this episode, I'll talk about some ways to help your kids through that. If you don't have college age kids, don't worry, because we'll sort of focus on disappointment, and how to mirror and connect and validate um, and help your kids process and move through disappointment. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Coleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime, to sibling issues, to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So for lots of kids in Canada and the U.S., it's coming up in the next few weeks, they will be finding out if they got into their college or university of choice. Some have gotten in already and it's very exciting for them. They're very happy. Um, But for a lot of kids, they're still waiting and it will be end of March, well into April and sometimes even early May uh, for some of the Canadian universities where kids actually find out if they've gotten in or not. It's a tricky time because their friends are often finding out and celebrating and posting and, you know, getting very excited about it. And they're waiting and checking their emails and um, kind of anxiously hoping that they'll get into the schools of their choice. So it's a tricky time for them. They're often very cranky this time of year, they can be very tense and edgy. You'll hear a lot of, I can't wait to get out of here. And, you know, I don't have to listen to you. I'll be alone next year. I can make my own decisions. And a lot of that's true. And I think I did another episode too, about um, some of the natural stages that your kids will go through as they separate from you. So they'll get kind of angry and pushing you away. And it's sort of like they need to be mad at you in order to leave so the next couple of months can be really tricky and then in the summer it tends to actually get a little bit better because they realize oh i am going miss you and i'm gonna miss this about my home and this about my room and and all of that so it changed the next couple of months can be really tricky so a few things to remember Um, one is to stay as neutral as you can i mean that doesn't mean you have to let them walk all over you can certainly call them out for behaviors that are you know inappropriate um, you can mirror first about the stress that they're under and then remind them that you're a human being and you you know deserve to be treated well. And you like yourself too much to be uh, spoken to that way and just remove yourself. And then usually they'll come back and apologize, especially at this age. But in this episode, I really want to focus what happens if they don't get in and they are devastated. So they are in tears. You know, they're, they really thought this was going to happen. They, you know, really put all their hopes into one particular school and they didn't get in and then their friends did, which often makes it harder and worse. So in those moments, and it's it's so counterintuitive, you you will immediately feel this pull to want to talk them out of it and help them feel better and convince them that, you know, sometimes you you think something's not going to work and it turns out, you know, to be great. And I didn't get into my school in the end I'm really happy. And you're going to feel this pull to do that cheerleading. that kind of makes them feel better. And, but they will not be ready for that. They will fully reject that. They're going to have a very hard time listening to that and they will often escalate. So the most uh, important thing to do, and and if you don't have college age kids um, and it's, you know, a soccer team they're trying out for or a birthday party they didn't get invited to, you have to steer into that skid. You have to go towards the feeling, and it's so hard for us to do because it breaks our hearts to see our kids go through this. Keep in mind also that some of these really big life and you know disappointments are really important for them because when they do get through it, and they will, they will move on and they will you know move past it. They will look back on it and probably even be happy that they didn't get in or be really happy with where they are. And that's a really important life lesson that if you remove obstacles, if you remove adversity, your children will never know. They just won't know what that they what they're capable of and what they could do. So knowing that in the back of your mind, this is something that they're going to get through, look back on and go, wow, you know what? That felt devastating. I really felt like I wasn't going to get through that. I was just convinced that my, you know, I was done and that I was going to have the future that I wanted. And here I am, and I'm okay. And that piece of learning is critical for emotional resilience, but it's so hard in the moment. So what we want to do is we want to lean into that experience with them and just be present, which sometimes means not saying much at all. Just lots of like, you know, oh honey, I'm sorry. Oh no, this you wanted that so badly. Like just staying in it with them don't overdo it. You don't want it to be like, it's, I know, oh my God, that's terrible. You don't want it to sound like it's coming from you. You want, you want to project that you have this position that you know that they're going to be okay, but you're really just empathizing and, and comfortable in that space with them being so sad. So they can really feel those feelings and just process them. So you may stay there For a long time, you might just offer, you know, do you want a cup of tea? Is there anything I can do? Rub their back, um, let them cry or storm around and really fight that urge to problem solve and move into the next phase. Wait for a clue. So they will give you a signal when they're ready. They will say something like, what do you think I should do? And what do you think of this university? I got in there, or, you know, did you get into your school? Um, what, it, what did you end up doing? Um, and that that's, that's your clue to actually now come in and now you can do the, well, let's look at how we can make the best of this. And sometimes when hard things happen, it ends up being really important for us and we end up working it through. Um, but you kind of wait till that signal. Um, sometimes you won't get that signal and that might come a day later or two days later. Um, and, and this is true for any big disappointments, um, for sure. But, and it's really, truly the hardest thing to do as a parent is to sit in that space and be present with our kids when they're feeling really disappointed and sad, but they really need us to be able to do that because if we cheerlead too much, then we're invalidating them and they're going to convince us "No, you don't get it. That was the only school for me. And as they kind of double down to convince you how bad the situation is, they're actually convincing themselves further that it's just the worst thing that could possibly happen to them. And they'll actually get more upset. They'll escalate as you try to talk them out of the situation. So that's one really important thing. Um, And the other is if you make it about you or you get too upset, then you kind of hijack the whole thing from them. And now they have to worry about you being upset in addition to them being upset. So it, it really is an important time to just sit with them and be sad. And sadness is a very tough emotion, but it's a very important emotion. And the truth is you can't have good experiences. You can't have happiness without sadness. You need both of those feelings to really balance out life. And it takes a little bit of time for some, for some kids it's, you know, they're sad for a day or two or a night, and then they start to, you know, bounce back and feel a little better. And don't do that thing where you're like, see, don't you feel better? You were so upset yesterday. And now, don't do that. Just, just don't point that out. Just let them kind of move through this process on their own. Some kids will stay sad for a lot longer. It can be a week or two. And then, they'll, you know, again, when they're going to university, if some of their friends are going off to the college that they really wanted to go to, then they're upset because they're missing out on that. There's, it's sort of cycles sometimes, but I think the best thing you can do is just be present. Um, Take your sadness that you're feeling, and then you can go off on your own and process that and really allow yourself to kind of just be disappointed too, and just be really sad for them too. And I swear sometimes it feels worse when it's happening to your child than if it actually happened to you. Um, So allow yourself to kind of process that and move through that and really metabolize those feelings. And often the answer is to really go towards them and literally just do that sort of exercise. I've talked about it in other podcasts where you just kind of put your hand on your heart, you lean and you're like, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like to be a parent, to want something so badly for your child and they can't have it or it didn't work out for them and just allow yourself to feel the fullness of that feeling. And that's actually what makes it kind of eventually in a really healthy way, Um, sort of move through you and it's good modeling for your kids. Um, That's really the best thing you can do. It's, it's a tough time. Uh, You know, it lasts a couple of weeks and then they start to bounce back a little bit. Um, If you're interested in kind of more of what um, kids are going through in this period, I did a a podcast a few weeks ago on uh, getting your kids ready for college and you know, it's, it's a big thing for them and it's a scary moment. It's a big, uh, transition for them. They're they're really kind of feeling like their childhood is, is getting shorter and shorter. There's not much left of it. And they're about to become adults and it's a really big time for them. So it can be a time of upheaval and lots of very unpleasant behaviors, but you will get through it. And, uh, It's not easy, but being present, I think is the most important thing you can do for your kids. And if you want more information on how to dive deep into the Connected Parenting Program, first of all, episodes one to three of this podcast kind of go over the basics of that. And then we've got our courses that we can do a deep dive. I walk parents through tons of examples. We've got online uh, coaching calls where people from all over the world are of throwing different scenarios at me and I'm really helping people figure out and you know, how to navigate that. We've got our village, which is a great place for parents to support each other. And we've got connected parenting practitioners in there. We've got both my books. Um, you're ruining my life, surviving the teenagers with connected parenting. That can be a great guide and a great, uh, resource for you. And, uh, good luck with all of this. It's a, it can be a pretty bumpy time and it can be also a very exciting time. Thanks for listening today and I will see you again on another episode of Connected Parenting.